Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. If you missed any of our previous episodes, including last night's show, you can find them for free in the Secret Teachings archive, either on our website or anywhere you listen to radio shows, podcasts, on an application, on a website, etc. Just search The Secret Teachings. Of course, if you're a subscriber to the show, you get access to all of our shows without any advertisements, plus montages and my digital books, which are updated on occasion. Whether you're on thesecretteachings.info, where you can renew your subscription, or on Aftermath FM, if you're a subscriber to the premium package for Ground Zero, you now also get The Secret Teachings as well. So that's a really good deal over on Aftermath Media, Aftermath FM. Again, thesecretteachings.info is our website. Last night, we had a conversation about the Covenant shooting and about a couple of other things related to that shooting. We talked about those mysterious deaths of babies in Phoenix, Arizona, and we saw some connections, some parallels, some threads, choose to call it what you will, that seemed to bring almost biblical otherworldly, paranormal, synchronistic narratives into these contemporary equations and stories. For example, we talked about how when those babies died in Phoenix, that story from last week, four babies just stopped breathing across the city, uh, different parts of Phoenix, the surrounding cities of Phoenix, uh, like Chandler, for example, all around the same time, no foul play suspected, almost as if Something had visited those homes and at the exact same moment taken the breath and the life and the soul out of those little tiny babies. Really sad story, of course. For some people, it's kind of hard to hear that story, whether you have kids or not. Those four babies died and you think that it's you know one of the hottest places in the country, Phoenix. It's a desert and... Sort of reminds us, especially as we approach Passover, of the story of the passing over of the angel of death or the Paschal lamb being sacrificed and the blood smeared on the doorpost to let the angel of death know that they are followers of God, God's chosen people, God's children inside, and to pass over and spare the firstborn child, whether they were average everyday Egyptians or they were the Pharaoh's family themselves, the angel of death spared nobody unless they were walking in the footsteps of God, as some say. And in that story of the Exodus and the Passover, the Paschal Lamb, the angel of death, you have the 10th plague, which is the taking of the firstborn. And it just so happens to be that the shooting at the Covenant School in Tennessee started Technically, at 10.13 a.m., most of the news outlets reported about 10 a.m. because it was more like rounding down to the, to the closest hour. I'm not sure why they did that. Seems kind of artificial. If it started at 10.13 a.m., it started at 10.13 a.m. I don't know why they would. I've got two different articles here that, that say 10 a.m. That's weird, though. 10 a.m., it starts at the Covenant School, this shooting 
you know, the 10th plague, the taking of the lives of children. Passover is coming up. The covenant school covenant is, well, it's an agreement. It's a contract. It's also the Mosaic covenant. When the exodus out of Egypt was over and Moses goes on Mount Sinai and comes down with the tablets, the commandments, the 10 commandments, he's on Mount Sinai, the mountain place to communicate with God. Two of the adults who died in that shooting at the covenant school were named Hill and Peak. And what are the chances of that? Not to mention that the address of the school was 33 Burton Hills Boulevard, right? That's kind of strange. At 200 kids at the school, three ended up dead. You divide the former by the latter, you get 666. None of that really sounds like it can be sheer coincidence. The shooting also happened in March, which this is the third month of the year. And there are a lot of arguments, debates, discussions, a lot of hysteria, a lot of conspiracy theories. When I stand back from the secret teachings and I try to figure out exactly what it is, I mean, how this show is perceived, first of all, but what it is that we do here on the show, I come to the conclusion that despite the fact that I enjoy mixing history and esotericism and occultism, which is like everything from numerology to mythology, and, and using that and applying it to contemporary events, I am not 100% invested in outright absolutely believing that everything that happens is part of some grand conspiracy. And I don't know if you've noticed this. I've, I've noticed it because this is my, my career. I've noticed that every time something like this happens, every time there's a shooting like this, Every time there's some weird event that gets all the news attention. There's a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and all of our social media. And they start sharing these theories. And those theories get promoted. And they somehow make it into the top of the news feed. And maybe those theories are based on real things. Like if they are showing a photograph, it's a very real photograph. It's a real thing. But context matters. So... I wonder. I always wonder, how is it that when the mainstream media spins a narrative and the alternative media spins an alternative narrative, that there are some things that no matter what you say or what you believe, there are just some things that are allowed to be present on social media, allowed to circulate on social media, and when you question the conspiracy theory or the mainstream story or both. There are some, some questions you're just not allowed to ask. And that I think is where the real conspiracy is. You can ask questions about the covenant school. And here's the thing. If you ask questions about the school and the shooting and the shooter and some of the inconsistencies with the story and the transgender angle of it and people upset at the mainstream media, they dead named this person. They, said that they were a, a them instead of a they, or they're a they instead of a them, or they're a he instead of a she, or a she instead of a he, and everybody just fights with each other and argues with each other. But when you ask questions about the inconsistencies, the immediate response is, oh, you must think that nobody died. I, I don't know what that even means. What do you, what do you mean nobody died? I don't understand what that's supposed to mean. Well, you ask questions. You don't believe the official narrative. I mean, by that standard, 
that would mean that everybody who is questioning the mainstream media's handling of of the name calling of the shooter because they're questioning the mainstream narrative then they must also believe anybody who's upset that the psychopath who is is dead Audrey Elizabeth Hale anybody who's upset that that suspect that shooter is dead because it's not that they they were they were a psychopath and they killed people uh they're more upset that that person uh died without being properly identified by their male name when they're a female. That's what some people are upset about. So I, I guess my point is, if you're questioning that narrative, if, you, if you're questioning CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or NBC or any of the others, when they refer to this person as a woman, and you're questioning that, then you must think no kids died. You must think that nobody died. It was all staged. Now, every time there's an event like this and people die, whether it's a shooting or whatever the case might be, there's always a group of people that no matter what happens, they use it to advance their political agendas and their political narratives. This is what Joe Biden and the White House have done outside of his weird, bizarre comedy routine about ice cream and how good-looking kids are, how he wants to sniff them and sleep with them, uh, wants to let them rub the hair up and down his legs. I played you the, the, uh, the actual clip of what he said about the ice cream uh, last night on the show. Uh, outside of that, you know, they just call more gun control. We need more laws to stop crazy people with guns. And it's just the same standard boilerplate response. Every single time something happens... And it's, it's getting even weirder because Biden doesn't even really offer condolences now. It's just, oh, I got ice cream and these kids look really good. And yeah, uh, we need gun control. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any, none of it makes any sense. And I mean, if you think about it in an objective way, I mean, I imagine if, if someone else was asking um uh, or saying the kinds of things Joe Biden was saying, or asking the kinds of things like Congress needs to pass an assault weapons ban, etc. Uh, you know, if a Republican did it, then it would be exploiting the crisis. But if a Democrat does it, it's okay. And vice versa. Sometimes if a Republican does it, it's okay. But if a Democrat does it, it's exploiting a crisis. And this is what we've seen. In fact, there's a lot of people that I said this last night on the show, and I stand by it. And maybe that's why I got very few emails last night from the show. I cannot, at this, at this point in my life, I can't deal with Trump supporters. I can't deal with these hardcore right-wing, Freudian slip, left-wing especially, but right-wing uh, uh, Republicans. I can't deal with them anymore. Because I see these kinds of people all over social media cheering on the death of the shooter. Cheering on the death. Look, a transgender got shot. They were a psychopath and they deserve to die. Yeah, they were a psychopath. They had some mental illness, we can imagine. I also imagine they were on a lot of hormones, and that probably led them to do, to do the shooting, plus watching a lot of media and being brainwashed in school. I'm sure that those are all contributing factors. But ultimately, we shouldn't be happy that this person died. We should have, we should have hoped that that person got help. We should have hoped that that person was able to, to fix the, the wiring in their brain. They're a victim 
not of dead naming. They're a victim of a system that is using them to advance an agenda, to advance a narrative. And that system doesn't care if they're trans or what they are. I mean, do you ever notice that when there's a shooting and somebody one time posted something online about Trump, they were a Trump supporter. And this is what Trump supporters do. They kill people. They're psychos. They're fascists. But when you get transgender shooter after transgender shooter, you get a shooter uh, who is very liberal. We've had these from Texas to the congressional baseball game. The media doesn't really want to talk about it. And if they do talk about it, it's like, well, we, this is very rare that there's a transgender shooter. Very rare when there's a, a liberal left wing shooter. Or they don't even talk about the, the psychopath who went to kill two Supreme Court justices because they didn't like a decision that wasn't even handed down yet from the Supreme Court. Remember that? That doesn't matter, though, because they were doing God's work. They were doing justifiable work by killing the opposition to the uniparty, essentially, or killing the opposition to their political party or whatever the case might be. I saw people on social media last night and this morning saying that it's it's great that this person is dead and that's what you get for being trans and the trans people deserve to die. And it's like, hold on a second. You understand that is exactly what the system wants. Whatever the system is, that's what they want. That's the civil conflict. It doesn't. It's not going to be in blue outfits and gray outfits and brother and sister shooting each other. Father, son shooting each other. That civil conflict is cultural. That civil war is happening socially. It doesn't have to happen physically. When you're glad and when you're celebrating the death of this shooter, and believe me, I'm, I'm the kind of person I think you get what you deserve. That's, that, the, the bullet is justice in this particular case. But I'm not happy they're dead because they're trans. I'm not happy they're dead because they had a mental illness or because they were taking hormones and they were totally messed up in the head. I'm not happy they're dead because they weren't a Christian or whatever people say. I'm not even really happy that they're dead. The only thing I'm happy about is they were subdued before more children were killed. That's the only thing I'm really happy about. I'm not happy they're dead because they're trans. And the problem here is the people that think that, the people that say that, you need to stop for just a second and you need to look across the aisle. You need to see how your political opposition, the cultural opposition, you need to see how they respond when something like this happens. When it's someone on the right or it's a Trump supporter or whatever. What exactly happens in those situations? They do the same thing. They celebrate. Yeah, Trump supporter dead. Kill the Trump supporters. Kill Donald Trump. They do the exact same thing. Do you really think that it is a, in any way, shape, or form a solution to cheer the death of this shooter because they're trans? Do you think that that is a positive thing or a beneficial thing? you think that leads to anything good? It's just an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Or a queer eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. That's what it is. That's not, a, that's not a good thing. I'm not happy the person's dead because they're trans. I'm not happy that anybody has to 
has to be shot like that because they're a, they're a total psycho or somebody that needed help desperately. But you know what? They've been turned. This is, this is really the sad thing. They've been turned into little tiny soldiers. Call them social justice warriors. Call them whatever you want to call them. They're little social justice type warriors, even when they're on the right. The little social justice type warriors that think their beliefs are superior to everybody else's beliefs and that the ends justify the means, which means that you know you, you can do anything in the name of your beliefs and it's justified, whether that's killing kids or whatever the case might be. I mean, imagine if a Christian went into like the satanic temple and killed a bunch of people. Oh, look how evil the Christians are. But somebody goes and kills Christians. Oh, that's okay. That's okay, because Christians are evil, right? Christians are bad people. I mean, look at Hollywood. Uh, the guy that played Dwight Schrute on The Office. I always thought he was an atheist. I don't know much about him, but he said a couple of weeks ago that Hollywood is just, it's just filled with anti-Christian bias. I don't need Rain Wilson to tell me that, okay? I can look at Hollywood and I can see it. Hyper anti-Christian bias. It's, it's weird, isn't it? There's like super pro-Jewish bias, super anti-Christian bias. Very weird. Very strange. You don't need anybody to, to really point that out. It should be pretty obvious. And when you see something like that, you might wonder why that is. Why do people really hate Christians? You know, why, why do people hate Christians? And, and for the most part, uh, you know, there are some things that are justified about that. You know, you don't, you don't like the institutionalizing of it. You don't like the hypocrisy of it. But I'm here to tell you that Jews are hypocrites. Muslims are hypocrites. Why is it just the Christians that get targeted and, and, and isolated and, 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 and looked at in that way? I mean, here, here's an example. Go to, my, go to my Apple podcast page where the show uh, goes up after the, the broadcast on groundzero.radio. Go over there and look at some of the reviews that people have left me. They listen to this show. And they think that I hate Christians, no matter what I say about Christians. And they go leave me terrible reviews on Apple because of, of, of somebody left me a review the other day that said, uh, you know, has a, has a bias or hates Christians. Yet I sit here night after night and defend Christians, but because I'm not a Christian, I must hate Christians. It's like, okay, you know what? Maybe I do hate Christians. That, that's the problem, though. This is the problem that we have with everything that we discuss, everything we talk about, everything we believe. If you don't believe what I believe, then I've got a problem with you. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're whatever. Republican, Democrat, etc. Point is, it is not acceptable in a civil society to look at this shooter from the Covenant School and say, I'm glad they're dead not because they killed kids, but because they're trans and they got what was coming to them. And there's a lot of people who think that. And you know what? A lot of times I'm relative about what morality is. I do certainly have a moral compass that guides me, but that is morally wrong. You should not be happy that someone who was on the left, who was trans by whatever definition, that they, they got shot and killed by police. If anything, you should be happy that they didn't kill more children. That's why you should be happy. 
You should be happy that they didn't kill more kids or anybody else for that matter. That's why you should be happy. The only thing you should be really be upset about other than the, the fact that this person was a complete psychopath and, and killed a bunch of people should be upset that people like this are pushed to the brink of suicide or violence by their own political party, by the, the very institutions of education that claim that they support them and, and, and back them and stand with them. We've had multiple trans-identified shooters or non-binary shooters. One of them even shot up, uh, well, it was Club Q, the LGBTQ club, targeted their own people. It's like almost as if it's some kind of Manchurian candidate that's being created. And, you know, we've, we've noted the fact that whether it's the American Academy of Pediatrics which says that if your child is obese, get them surgery, get them drugs. Or if your child is confused or has a hard time in school or has a hard time making friends or whatever the case is, they must be trans. So gender-affirming care immediately, hormones and gene therapy and whatever else, you know. Every, actually, everybody gets gene therapy. They, they get hormone therapy and they also get the, uh, the surgeries and a lot more therapy, though, a lot more hormone therapy, a lot more puberty blockers than anything else. You know, notice how there's a similarity there, though. And then also I mentioned, you know, the fact that like the whole argument of abortion, you can be a circumstantialist. You don't have to be pro or anti anything. There's a lot more context to that. But once again, if the solution is just kill Every single baby, whether it's a clump of cells or whether it's already been born, we can kill it a week after it's been born. That's still an abortion. People that believe that kind of thing, I mean, that is, it's coming from the same place where the birth strikers are coming from. I'm not having kids because of climate change. Do you notice a pattern here? Drugging, performing, in some cases, irreversible surgeries, making people mentally retarded, mentally ill, brain damaging them with drugs and hormones and puberty blockers to prevent their brain from developing, traumatizing them, telling them that they're going to be attacked by some psychopath around every single corner who hates their sexuality or their gender. I mean, telling people that the only solution to life is death, encouraging suicide and encouraging abortion and encouraging fighting and division and conflict. The right is not right, by the way. The right is just as involved in this as the left is. They all both they all both have their part to play. That's, you think that solves any problems? That creates worse problems. You notice a pattern here, though? I don't want to have kids because of the environment. I don't want to have kids because I just want to be promiscuous. I want to go party. I want to just live my life. I want to explore. I want to travel. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with my kids so... You know, I'll just let them do whatever. And then when they're fat, we'll give them drugs and surgery. And it's just like, it's really the anti-life equation. It's just, it's like this hatred of life, this hatred of, of innocence. And so if you're a Christian, you can disagree with me all you want. Leave me another bad review. I don't really care. But there certainly is a war on Christianity. There's a war on all religion because God is being usurped as the ultimate authority for the psychopaths that control and manipulate these narratives. It's a queer eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this.
From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. I hope you find it enlightening. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable thank you so much for joining us tonight especially if you're coming over from clyde lewis and ground zero really appreciate you sticking with the secret teachings so there's a michigan professor you might have seen this story who got suspended because he said that it's admirable to kill to attack etc racists and transphobes, etc., etc., etc. And you know that it's very difficult to define what those things are, I think. Because for a lot of people, you just assume that it's like a dictionary definition. Like, what is a racist? What is a transphobe? Etc. And you kind of just have that basic idea in your head and you think, well, if people don't like other people because of the color of their skin or their sex or their gender, they must be bad people. And if they're bad people, they don't deserve to live or they don't deserve to have a, you know, have a right to speak freely, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Although they do have a right to speak freely, you know, within the confines of what is considered civil. It's a very strange story. Um, Michigan professor was suspended. This is the post that he was suspended for. Uh, Let me pull this up for you. 
It is far more admirable to kill a racist, homophobe, or transphobic speaker than it is to shout them down. It's admirable to kill, not like attack, but just go in for the kill. Go in for the kill. Just kill them. Think about that. <laughs> Professor Stephen Shaviro of the Wayne State Department of English said every time protesters shout down a racist or transphobic speaker, they are indulging their own moral sense of validity at the expense of actually strengthening the, strengthening the very bigots against whom they are protesting. Just, just kill them instead of, of yelling at them or arguing with them because it's, it's just easier to, to kill them. Isn't that what, what uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski said? It's easier to kill a million people than it is to control a million people. Today, it's easier to do that. It's easier to kill a million people. Just kill them instead of trying to control them. It's just beyond the... It's really beyond my lexicon. It's really beyond my ability to even process this stuff anymore. Because I know what this is. Like many of you, we know what this is. We know this doesn't end well. It doesn't end well for society, for our culture, our country. It doesn't end well for anybody. And it's really sad that there isn't a, I don't know if I want to call it objective, but that there isn't a uh, reasonable opposition to this kind of stuff. Because when someone like this, someone like this scumbag professor says, it's just, just kill them instead of shouting them down. Well, how about you just listen to what they say and then we can debate it. That's free speech. And if you don't like what they say, tell them you don't like what they say, but they get to speak first. It doesn't matter if they're a white supremacist or if, which I've never met one of those people in my life, or a transphobe. I've never met a transphobe. I've maybe met a few people who don't like gay people because they're Christian, but I've never really met any of, <laughs> any of these people. I don't know who, that, and that's the thing is, what do you classify, what do you define as, as a racist or a transphobe? And the bottom line is, it's usually what is, it's the person who has a belief, it's, it's what somebody, somebody does or somebody says or somebody believes that is in opposition to whatever your political views are. So, for example, if you're not 100% pro whatever the topic of the day is, then you must be a racist or a bigot. I mean, somebody called into Clyde's show on Monday night when I was on. Uh, I guess it was during the break. And I don't know if they told Ron this, or I, I think I would assume they told Ron or whoever was screening the calls. But they, they said because Clyde had, because we had talked about uh, Vladimir Putin supposedly trafficking kids from Ukraine to Russia. And I said, it sounds like another weapons of mass destruction story. Just very convenient timing. Uh, so that the International Criminal Court can issue an arrest warrant for crimes against humanity. It's just a big joke. It's just a big charade. It's a big circus. But somebody had said, because I guess you don't believe that outright or whatever the case is to, to Clyde, that he must agree with trafficking children or child abductions. It's like, what do you have to do? You have to go on air and say, and just like scream curse words at Vladimir Putin. I hope you die, 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 die for people to be like, oh, he cares about the kids. It is, it's incomprehensible for me 
to really put myself into a position of, of how people like that think and how they process information. And the thing is, those are the dangerous people in our society. Then they're on the left, they're on the right. Those are the dangerous people in society. The people that say, I'm glad that the transgender shooter at the Covenant School is dead now. And hey, I'm glad they're dead too, just so they wouldn't kill any more kids. Just so they wouldn't kill anybody else. I'm not happy they're dead because they were trans. It's like the same thing when I drive through Tucson and I see the police actually doing their job and picking up crackheads on the street or people that I've seen this recently. Somebody ran into the street with like a lamp, literally like a glass lamp and just smashed it in the middle of the street and started like as a white guy just was like acting like a chimpanzee. Screaming at cars driving by. When people like that get picked up because they're on drugs and they're a threat to themselves and to others and they're disturbing the peace, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm happy about that. I'm not, I'm not happy that the person's messed up. I'm not happy that the person, I'm just happy that they're out of harm's way. They're out of causing harm to other people. They're out of the way of doing that. You know? You know but there, there are sometimes I think, you know what? People like that just need to have they need to have some stick time. Okay, to quote Reno 911, they need some stick time. People like that just need to get their asses beat. That's just the bottom line. Okay, maybe if you get your ass beat once or twice, maybe if you, you, you get your jaw broken, then you can't do the drugs. It just, we cannot allow our society to deteriorate like this and allow people that are on drugs and people that are freaking psychotic to run the streets. And, and that brings me to, I mean, it brings me back to the story about this professor because it's people like this that are coddling and that are cultivating that kind of atmosphere. He says it's more admirable to kill a racist or a homophobe or a transphobic speaker than to shout them down. How do you define what a racist or a homophobe or a transphobic person is? Because you, like for example, because you agree with the, the new Tennessee laws that are in effect or will be taking effect. They're transphobic laws. Did you read the law? Because let, let me give you an example. Back to this professor and then we'll, we want to go back to these, these two bills that were passed and signed by Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee. Uh, SB0001. All it does is prohibit gender affirming care for minors. And there's a lot more to it than that. But it basically is, it's a, it's a law that will prevent adults without parental consent from isolating children, intellectually kidnapping them, some cases physically kidnapping them, and drugging them. Now, if the parents want to put their kids through this, that's a different situation, a different story. What is unreasonable about preventing psychologists with no best interest for anybody but themselves in mind from basically kidnapping and drugging a child? What is so wrong about preventing that from happening? Then there's Senate Bill 0003. All it does is prevent adult entertainment being performed in public for kids. 
What is so obscene about that? What's obscene is trying to find an audience of children to perform obscene acts in front of. If you want to read for kids, just go read for kids. You don't need to dress up like a, a, a wizard or a, some kind of rainbow dragon or whatever, demons. Some of them dress up like demons or monsters. Just put on some nice clothes and go read to children. What is, what is so obscene about that? Here's another example. Uh, the state of Idaho. I used to live in Idaho, and I, 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 I thought Idaho was a good place to live in some ways, a weird place in other, in other ways. And I just, you don't really hear about Idaho, but I saw this story about Idaho in the news. It says Idaho is about to become the first state to restrict interstate travel for abortion. Can you read the article? It says Idaho already has some of the most extreme abortion restrictions on the books. Nearly all abortions banned in the state. An affirmative defense law that essentially asserts any doctor who provides any, uh, an abortion is guilty until proven innocent. Okay, well, it says it essentially asserts. That doesn't mean it actually says that. This is just what they say that it says. And then they don't actually provide you with a link to what the laws are. However, they do reference House Bill 242, which passed through the state House recently, probably going to pass through the state Senate. And this is what the bill does. Just listen to this. It just limits, if you're a minor, it limits your ability to travel for an abortion without parental consent. That's it. That's what the bill does. I mean, I'm sure there's little specifics in there that it does other things, but this is what they're arguing in the news. It, this bill prevents minors from traveling across state lines to have surgery or to acquire hormones or puberty blockers. What a bunch of fascists in the Idaho State Congress and Senate. I mean, isn't this just kind of like common sense? You know, a, a, a kid can't, I don't know what they define minor as under, what, 18 years old. But like that could be all the way down to five years old or 10 years old or whatever the case is. So to suggest that we should make it illegal for children to be trafficked across state lines to have abortions. And then the bill or the law set, the law will be that you'd have to have parental consent to do this. That's unreasonable to say that if you want to go get an abortion somewhere else because you can't get one here, although that's not even entirely true, you'd have to get parental consent. I mean, what are the laws in Idaho, just like Arizona or Florida? There's protection periods for abortion and there's medical exemptions for abortion. What about rape? Well, there's a rape exemption. It's implied. It's called if you get raped and you get pregnant, you don't wait until the week before you give birth to be like, oh yeah, I want to kill this baby now. You would probably take a plan B pill immediately and if you still were pregnant after the fact, you could still get an abortion within the allotted time frame. People don't understand that though. So they think it all, it's, an, it's, an, it's a fascist thing. It's like, what are you talking about? It's, it's reasonable to prevent adult entertainment from being performed in public in front of children who are the designated audience nonetheless. It's, it's, it's a reasonable thing to say that if you're a minor, you can't travel out of state to get an abortion or get any in a medical treatment unless your parents consent to it. How is that unreasonable? It's very reasonable. It's a very reasonable thing. None of these states are passing the kinds of laws that the media says that they're passing or trying to pass. Is it, but it's, you know, it's the same kind of thing like, 
in New York, when I lived there, they talked all the time in the media and the state government. They're all about abortion, legalizing abortion. I mean, they, there's there's laws that have been pushed through the state Congress of New York. They wanted to allow for a post-birth abortion, which means that you have the, the child is born and then you literally just kill it and sacrifice it. That was in the state legislature in New York. Total psychopaths. You know, that's not a Republican thing. You're a psychopath. Here's another example. And this is kind of a good story. Uh, I've mentioned it before. Here in Arizona, things have gotten steadily worse since I've moved here. Uh, steadily worse since I've lived here the last year. Uh, the homelessness problem, a lot of it has to do with drugs. The homelessness problem in Tucson is out of control. Uh, it's even worse in part up in Phoenix. Okay, and up in Phoenix, if you've you've ever been to, I don't know if you've ever been to Phoenix, you've been to Phoenix, Phoenix is huge. So you can drive around a lot of the city and a lot of the surrounding cities and, you know, you don't don't see homelessness. But in some places, it's, it's really big, uh, the, the campsites, etc. cetera. Uh, and in, in Maricopa County, Phoenix area, uh, there are there's a place called the zone. You may have heard of this. And there are thousands of of homeless people that live in this place called the the zone. And the city has allowed it to, to just be based on the argument that they're people, they need a place to stay. Well, actually, most of them aren't people that like lost their job, you know, lost their house, and now they're living on the street. Most of these people are illegals or most of these people are on drugs most of these people are mentally ill. A lot of these people are totally psychotic and out of their minds. They're a danger to themselves and they're a danger to, the, to, to anybody that is in the area, whether you live there or you run a, have a business there. And that's really what the problem is. A lot of businesses in the area sued and said, the city is allowing this, in some cases, right outside my business it's preventing people from coming to my business. I mean, I'm one of those people. I wouldn't, it doesn't matter if it's a good restaurant or a good bookstore. I'm not going to go in there if there's a bunch of drugged out people wandering around like zombies in front of the store. So yeah, it deters business. Those places lose their, lose potential uh, you know, income. I mean, just on that basis alone, it should be cleaned up. But, but the, the bigger issue is it's also extremely dangerous, not just from the, 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 the drugs and the, and the psychopaths, but because of the filth. Because of the garbage and the trash, it's an unsanitary environment. It's unclean. And so a Maricopa County judge, this was, the, the ruling was issued yesterday. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. A Maricopa County judge ruled that the city of Phoenix is maintaining an illegal public nuisance by encouraging a population of over 1,000 homeless people to reside in tents in the downtown area, a place called The Zone. And that decision is the preliminary ruling in a case brought against the city by law-abiding property and business owners in the area. It found that the city has, quote, intentionally stopped, or at least materially decreased, enforcement of criminal health and other quality-of-life statutes and ordinances in The Zone, basically making it off-limits to law enforcement, precisely what the police have told me directly, personally, here in Tucson as well. And you'll notice the same thing in El Paso, Texas, the same thing in Rochester, New York, 
the same thing in parts of even, quote, free states like Florida. You'll notice that this happens in a lot of places, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, California. It's almost as if the mayors of those cities are being given orders, that they don't take orders from you, the voter, you, the people. They take orders from somebody above them to do precisely what the Maricopa County judge just ruled in this case in Phoenix, and that is they've intentionally stopped or at least materially decreased enforcement of criminal health and other quality of life statutes and ordinances. It's the same thing happening in cities across the United States. Why do you think that is? Because they are taking orders from something or somebody else. It's that simple. Now, the question about homelessness is also one of those emotional questions. Just like with the shooter at the Covenant School, should you be happy they were killed because they're trans? No. If you don't like trans people, as far as I'm concerned, that's fine. If you don't like me, that's fine. If you don't like uh, Christians, that's fine. You can believe whatever you want to believe. I, I, I don't really care. That's your belief. However, if you're really upset that, you know, the, the, the person was dead named, uh, you know, you're more upset about that than the killing of the kids. You can believe that. I find that to be a little bit, you know, a little bit psychotic. And I think it's just as psychotic as the people that really just hate trans people. It goes both ways. Especially if you're you're just you're just you're you're happy because the person who killed those people was trans. You, the person who was trans got killed, so f them. I mean, that's like the this, it's the same kind of people that are like, yeah, f Joe Biden, f Joe Biden. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I've said it before, but that's not my political opinion. I've also said F Donald Trump. Doesn't mean that's my political opinion. That's not my identity. Do you think the F Joe Biden and screw this tranny shooter, they deserve to die? Do you think that's any better than the people that hold up the head of the former president? Kathy Griffin, you think that's any better than Madonna wanting to blow up the White House? You think that's any better than the bad, the orange man bad? Arrest him, decapitate him, kill him, murder him, execute him, hang him, shoot him in a firing squad? You think that's any better? It's the same exact garbage. It's the same nonsense. Talk about hatred. It's the same exact thing. So when we're looking at this homelessness situation with the drugs and the crime, just recently... The, a, lot of these, a lot of them are total psychopaths. A lot of these psychopaths, they put some homeless guy in a dumpster after they beat him and burned him alive up in Phoenix. And, and nobody does anything about it because the city just tells them to stand down. Don't enforce the law. Don't enforce the health codes. Don't enforce quality of life statutes. I mean, that is ne- all those people that run the city should be thrown out. They should be imprisoned for a laundry list of, 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 of criminal things a laundry list of of immoral things, unethical things. All of them should be arrested. All of them should be thrown in jail. Every single one of them. And what's the opposition to something like that happening? You hate homeless people. You're punching down. You just want to to imprison your political opposition. It's like, no, they just, the city just doesn't enforce the law, so... That's literally their only job, so that's probably what they should be doing. And if they're not doing it, they probably shouldn't be in office. But more to the point, the point I was getting at, more to the point. I don't want to see people that are homeless. 
I don't want to see people walking down the street carrying crack pipes. I don't want to see people drugged out attacking, you know, families downtown when they're just trying to have a good time. I don't want to see, you know, like I've had happen to me, psychopaths come running at me screaming, can I have a dollar? Can I have a dollar? Can I have a dollar? And then like trying to attack me and get money from me. And then I'm the bad guy when I pull out my my nine and and threaten them with it. Oh, man, he, he, he's harassing me. He's harassing. Me. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. It, 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 it like I said before, it criminalizes good behavior, good people, law abiding citizens, and it decriminalizes bad people, bad behavior, decriminalizes crime. It's lawlessness. And that is the preferred method of, well, any oppositional authoritarian political regime. Just unwinding everything, untying everything, so the whole thing falls apart. I don't want to see homeless people. I don't want to see people on drugs. And I don't want to see that because we have the resources and the ability to make life at least comfortable for everybody so long as they you know, participate and, and want, to, want to kind of you know, be a part of society. If you don't, well, you don't, get to, you don't get to mooch off of it. You don't get to just sit there and take from people. There's consequences to that. You participate and you can live your own life or get out. You get an opportunity to clean yourself up and that should be the, the bottom line. But people think giving someone an opportunity to do that is also punching down. Giving somebody an opportunity to do that is also anti-homeless. It's like, uh, what, is, what is wrong with you? You, we wanna, you wanna help people get off the street, get, help people get off drugs. Why do you encourage people to live on the streets? Why do you encourage people to live in those conditions, the filth and the danger and the drugs? Why do you encourage that? Why do you encourage children to see adult entertainment? Why do you encourage children to take drugs, whether they're obese or they're just playing dress up or what, what is the issue here? And then the opposite end of that extreme likewise gets excited because a trans shooter is killed after they killed three people, three kids, six people total. Yeah, they were trans. They died. What? What is wrong with you? What, what is wrong with people that, that, that say that and do that? It's a mental illness. And it's on both sides of the political aisle. Both sides. It's um. It's a it's it's. I mean, this isn't this is an attack. I I can't tell you the name of the people. I can't tell you the 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 organization. But but the planning and the pattern, it's historical, and it's history, laid over top of the contemporary. It's an attack on everything that is good and everything that is natural. It's an attack on, on, on civilization itself. We have the means to clean up the streets and make people healthier and help them to get employment and help them to clean up themselves and help them to, to earn a living. We have the ability and the resources to do that. We have the ability and the resources to, to educate children instead of indoctrinating them. And that, that seems to be what everything's about. Indoctrination. And that goes for both sides of the political spectrum. But you know what? I think Florida is a, is a really great example because 
there doesn't actually have to be a problem uh, or it doesn't actually have to be a law. But people can just say, I interpreted the law this way, so I was offended. And that means, you know, the Florida state government is trying to ban history. To just taking things out of context. I, I don't even I don't even believe half these stories I read about that in the news. But like, here's one visitors flock to see David sculpture after a Florida uproar. Visitors flocked to see Michelangelo's David sculpture in Florence on Tuesday following an uproar over a Florida school's decision to force the resignation of a principal over complaints about a lesson featuring the Renaissance masterpiece. Okay, now, the state didn't do that. Ron DeSantis didn't do that. But apparently, some parents tried to force the teacher or the principal to resign because they were going to show a statue of David. And there are people that really think that that is uh, inappropriate to see the penis there. Um, I'm not necessarily one of them. There's a big difference between art. It's a fine line, but there's a big difference between art and pornography. They try to make this about the Michelangelo statue. It's not. It's about the pornographic smut that's been pulled out of schools in Florida. This is the kind of confusion that's created because nobody reads the law we just listen to what the media tells us the law is just like the idaho law oh they're going to create a whole new crime interstate it's like an interstate abortion crime you can't go across the the state line to get an abortion well actually that's not what the law does the law just says you can't do that unless you have parental consent big difference big big difference i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings the point is a queer eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Should not be upset, you know, that a shooter was misidentified based on their gender. We should be upset that they killed a bunch of people. We shouldn't be happy that they died because they're trans, but that they died before they could kill any more kids. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. 
Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! tuned into the secret teachings radio you can catch the show monday through friday five nights a week on ground zero dot radio 10 p.m pacific is the start time right after clyde lewis and ground zero if you'd like to contact the show rdgable at yahoo.com tst radio at protonmail.com you can also find us on social media facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and on twitter at tst underscore underscore radio if you have trouble finding us, that is not your fault. We are shadow banned and blocked, and our posts are usually driven down on every platform, so I don't even really use social media that much. Uh, even on Apple, somehow all of our shows got marked as explicit, even though I don't, we don't have any cursing on the shows. They got marked as explicit, and uh, people have been telling me they can't even leave me reviews. I haven't had a review on there for like two months or something. Maybe, maybe like a month and a half and people message me and tell me they can't leave a review. And I ask them why. And they say, well, I type it in and I, I click, you know, accept or enter and it just doesn't post it, you know, but the bad reviews post, of course. Yeah, that's how it works. I just imagine what it would be like if there wasn't that kind of censorship and there wasn't that kind of, of suppression. I guess the whole point of tonight's show I was trying to think of a name for the show, and I, this is one of those shows I built around the name. I call tonight's show Queer Eye for an Eye, or A Queer Eye for an Eye Makes the Whole World Blind. I was going to say makes the whole world buy, makes the whole world die. You know, makes the, a lot of different names could have played around with, but a queer eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. And this is what I was laying in bed thinking about last night. I was thinking about how the Covenant shooter identified as a man, was transitioning to become a man. And all the psychos on the right side of the political spectrum, you know, a lot of them said, hey, as a trans person, and this is what you get when you get trans people, they, they go kill other people. And I'm glad they're dead. And I have to ask, rhetorically, of course, because I doubt that any of you as an audience think that, but I have to ask this rhetorically, something to think about. Do you actually believe, do you actually think that that is a, an acceptable, that that is a, a moral, that that is, a, is an okay thing to believe or an okay thing to think? Do you really think that is any different than the psychos on the left side of the political spectrum who would just openly call for violence and engage in violence on a daily basis? 
Because if you do think it's acceptable, then you're no better than those people. You know better than those red guards and those eugenicists who think that they're fighting the good fight because their revolution is, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to human civilization. I mentioned this last night. This was posted at the beginning of this month. Uh, it is a, it's a very strange story. It is a post on Twitter by the TRAN, the Trans Radical Activist Network. And they posted this, and it, uh, part of this was um, uploaded to TikTok as well. We're going to talk about that tonight as, you know, as well, too. Uh, the Trans Radical Activist Network said, The time is now. Enough is enough. We want more than visibility. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop trans genocide. Save the date. April 1st, 11 a.m. March 31st, uh, that would be this week to be announced. And uh, there's a poster. And the poster says what the post itself said. We want more than visibility. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop trans genocide. Trans Day of Vengeance. Save the date. It gives you the date. And then it gives you the, the Twitter and the, the email and the TikTok and all that. Of course, put on by TRAN, the Trans Radical Activist Network, and of course, Our Rights DC, just another thinly veiled left-wing extremist political group. And you look at that poster, and you read their, their tweets. Someone actually sent me a picture of their Twitter page, and it says that their tweets are private now. Of course they are, because they're calling for violence. You look at uh, what you can see, what's visible. A couple of articles on this poster and uh, what was posted on Twitter. Some of the screenshots of the tweets, etc., etc., etc. Most of this stuff was uh, published uh, uh, mid-February, late February, uh, early March. Now, this is something I want to kind of play around with here. I want I want to think about all the different angles. Because this story recently was picked up by Snopes, and Snopes said it isn't true. Uh, There are also a handful of other articles, call them newspapers, whatever, digital newspapers, articles that say the trans day of vengeance is just made up. It's a myth. It's fake. It's not real. Now, I can't help but think, that is precisely the same argument made by Kurt Vallingdeham, one of the psychopathic uh, racist Democrats who said that the anti-black pro-slavery groups, like the Sons of Liberty groups, that they were just a myth. They didn't exist. The Ku Klux Klan was just a myth. They did not exist. You know who said that? People like Vallingdeham. Uh, people who were racists and pro-slavery and part of the Ku Klux Klan. They said that it's a myth. They don't exist. Does that, does that sound familiar to, I don't know, Jerry Nadler or anybody else in the media or in Congress who have repeatedly said that Antifa is a myth? Antifa doesn't exist? I can't help but think that the media has treated this trans day of vengeance in the same way. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. 
It's not real. So that's one side. That's one angle. I also think that this is a psyop. I believe that this is a psychological operation to get you concerned about a trans day of vengeance, which according to the Daily Wire includes firearms training to get you concerned and upset about this. So maybe some crazy right-wing Trump supporters with too much money and too much time on their hands traveling their big tanks with assault rifles to Washington to fight against the trans community. Makes me think that that's what this is all about. And then when the trans community doesn't show up because it's not real, it's just meant to provoke the right, look at all those evil Republicans that showed up with their guns. Those fascists planning another January 6th. There's also the possibility that it's a combination of both of those things. That agent provocateurs will be sent to Washington on the 31st or on April 1st. Small group of paid, organized activists that, you know, a lot of these people are young, they're still in high school, they're in college, they live at home, but somehow they have money and they have time to just drop their classes and drop their jobs and not pay their bills and just travel all over the country. Just like the anti-police protests down in Georgia with that police training center. And they shot that, the police shot that person who identified as non-binary or something like that. They were like non-binary trans. And the media said, oh, look, the fascist right-wing police killed another trans person. They're being attacked and they're, they're the victims of genocide. What they didn't tell you was that trans person had a bunch of weapons and actually fired at the police and the police fired back. I highly, I mean, it's hard to tell sometimes, you know, whether someone's gay or straight. That's not my first thought. If someone's shooting at me, I'm thinking I better shoot back or I'm going to die. I'm not thinking, hmm, of all these people that are shooting at me, which one takes it in the butt? Because that's the person I'm going to shoot first. Which one of these people struggles with their identity. That person right there with the green hair, they look like they have a real hard time determining if they're a man or a woman. So I'm going to shoot them first. Is that what people think actually happens? Because if they do, you need to go to a mental institution, seriously. And I don't even, I don't even like psychiatry. I don't even like psychology. I think it's just a big scam. And I still think you need to go see these people. So it could be a combination of a couple of different things. Could be very real, a lot of staged, paid-for people. Because like with those Atlanta, Georgia protesters, when those people were arrested, do you remember what the police said? The police said that most, in fact, I think it was like 90% or more of them, if not all of them, were not even from Georgia. They were literally paid traveling activists, like a traveling circus that just goes from state to state protesting, breaking things, vandalizing things, etc. They're a roaming red army. And they have legal protections and unlimited money, and that's their job to go do violent things and to attack people. So I wouldn't be surprised if those are the people that show up in Washington. I won't be surprised. I wouldn't honestly be surprised if the Capitol opened its doors and said, all the trans day of vengeance activists come inside you know, since they, they love the Azov Battalion, which are actual Nazis, and they let the Azov Battalion in the capital, it's probably okay that uh, we let these radical trans activists in too. 
But that's the thing. They're not really trans activists, are they? Because anybody can say they're trans. Like I could say I'm trans. That doesn't mean I'm trans. So once again, what's happening is you have people that are a super ultra minority of the population. It doesn't mean they don't have rights. It's kind of the opposite. It means that they do have rights and people take that small, teeny, tiny, itty bitty minority of people that already struggle in life. I mean, everybody struggles. Let's be honest. Okay, everybody struggles. Takes that teeny tiny or, or a group of people or at least takes their name and then they wage a cultural and political war in their name. So when somebody says, I disagree with what you're doing or when they shoot at police and police shoot back and kill them, then the trans community is under attack. I disagree with your politics, sir, madam, uh, or they, them. You hate trans people. You're a transphobe. It's like, no, I just disagree with your political opinions on, I don't know, monetary policy, foreign policy, whatever. You hate trans people. You don't want to give more money to Ukraine. You hate trans people. Well, what are you talking about? You can't have a conversation because the people that act like that, they've been totally brainwashed on the left and the right. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? The, the, the psychopaths and the psychologists know that. So they know all they have to do is tell you there's a trans day of vengeance. And whether it's a real thing or not, idiots are going to show up on the left and the right. And the media is going to spin it. Trans day of vengeance, actually a trans day of peace here in Washington Trans people of all backgrounds came together to ask for peace, and they only brought guns and assault rifles because they were afraid of Trump supporters showing up and executing them. And the black trans people especially, they were afraid of being lynched. So that's why they brought two assault rifles. So it's okay to have an assault rifle if you're Antifa guarding a drag queen story time. This is a real thing. There's a story out of Texas. Uh, there was a group of Antifa dressed head to toe in black military gear. All the Trump people get made fun of for that. But if Antifa does it, it's okay because they're militant and they have to be because they're a military wing of the Democratic Party and the Southern Poverty Law Center. So they get to dress in their, their, their top to bottom military fatigues, body armor, and they got to carry assault rifles while they were standing in front of, I think it was, I want to I say it was a library while there was a, 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 a psychopath inside who could have just been reading to children, you know, without dressing up like a, like a psycho, like a clown. But they had to dress up like a clown because, well, the kids will think that's fun because it lures the kids in. That is called grooming. If you're trans and you want to go read to kids, by all means, go read to kids. Read them Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, James and the Giant Peach, whatever part of that hasn't been censored yet. Read them whatever. But you don't have to dress like a clown to do it. You don't have to push a political narrative to do it. And you don't need Antifa outside with assault rifles preventing people from going in to see, seeing what's happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, if you, it's like if you kidnapped somebody, kidnapped some kids, and you took them into your house, okay? And everybody knew you kidnapped these, these neighborhood kids. And then the, the neighborhood shows up, and they're like, we, we just saw you pull your, our kid inside. You know, open the door. We're calling the police. And armed guards just appear out of nowhere and say, back off. We're just trying to make your kids more equal and trying to teach them about sexuality. You don't get out of here, we're going to shoot you. That's, that's literally what they're doing. They're literally dressing like clowns to lure the kids in, and then when they get inside, they read them pornographic material, and then there's armed guards with like assault rifles standing outside of the facility with rainbow flags saying, you can't come in here and see what's happening. 
I mean, does anybody have a problem with that? Because I do. I have a huge problem with that. That has nothing to do with trans people. It has nothing to do with gay people. It has everything to do with corrupting the minds of children. Because if you can't abort them, okay, and if they're not obese enough to get them surgery and drugs physically, then you go to the mental side and you mess with their mind. And then you put them on other kinds of drugs, stunt their mental and physical development. So they can't actually think or defend themselves. And what do you think that does to society? That conquers society. So that's trans day of vengeance. Probably it is made up and fake. Doesn't mean people won't show up. I just imagine that one of two things is going to happen. Just crazy right wing people show up. Or a bunch of left-wing people show up. If they have guns, it's justified because right-wing people might show up with guns. But a couple of left-wing people might show up and they'll be like, oh, look, it was all peaceful. And except for a few Republicans that showed up and they attacked the, the peaceful people. But the people that attack the peaceful people will actually be dressed in you know, Trump gear, even though they're actually members of Antifa, which has been shown over and 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 over again. I mean, this is this is this is modern warfare, and it's super sophisticated warfare. We we just have to be cautious of using words like conspiracy, and we have to be cautious of using words like MK Ultra and Illuminati, and uh, those words really are not sufficient for explaining what is happening. Stop transgenocide, they say. Stop transgenocide. What exactly is transgenocide, by the way? What does that mean? Transgenocide. If anything, it's actually, um, let's call it cis or heterosexual genocide. Because it's, it's the cis people, it's the heterosexual people, mostly kids, that are going through the hormones and the puberty blockers and the, the other drugs and of course the surgery it's it's actually the opposite of trans genocide it's what it really is is you know it's I guess you could say cis genocide that's what it should be it should be stop cis genocide not stop trans genocide because what exactly is is genocide do you know what genocide is? If you if you think if you like if you study it, if you define it, genocide is the marginalizing of certain groups. It's the creation of this just absolute bigotry and hatred for those groups, justified because that group is doing something that you know everybody generally agrees is wrong, right? So, for example, marginalizing Republicans or marginalizing Christians or marginalizing Trump supporters, and it's okay to cut. Trump's head off. It's okay to shoot him in a play. It's okay to call for his arrest and incarceration and assassination and firing squads and slitting his throat and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's okay to do that because he's a bad person. And of course they see the precedent that that sets. It sets the precedent. So when a transgender shooter opens fire at the covenant Christian school, the opposite end of the spectrum says, I'm glad they died. Screw those trans people. And look what they just created. A civil conflict that otherwise would not exist. 
you know what? I, I just, I, 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 I get up every day and I, I, I try to formulate you know, what the show is going to be about. And this is not a complaint. I love what I do. I'm just saying I get up every day. I formulate what the show is going to be about. And I try to provide, I try to provide an objective angle and view of this. Um, and it really is, it really results in me being a victim of my own, my own success in the show because my success in the show is, from the years I've done this, it's because I see things a little differently. Uh, and I have different opinions that go across party lines. And, and I feel that it's really, really difficult to, to make a statement when you have so many different points of view because, you know, people, I see it too, when people act like that, when the people see things from different points of view, it's like, they, they, you really can't nail them down and figure out what they are or who they are. So that's why I get Christians that yell at me. I get atheists that yell at me. Everybody thinks they can identify me. Anybody thinks they, they know what I am. And I would imagine that some of you think and feel the exact same way. Um, the reason I bring this up is because you know, I don't hate trans people, but I don't think that this should be taught to children with armed guards outside like Antifa. Likewise, I'm not cheering that a transgender person was the shooter and is now dead. I also don't, you know, I don't like get upset and think, oh, they're calling Trump supporters or white people terrorists. I find it absurd. I find it ludicrous. But, you know, for a while there, it was all Muslims are terrorists. And then it's all white people are terrorists. It's, this is just the, 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 this is the state stretching and flexing its muscles. And it doesn't matter who's in power. They label their political opposition as an enemy. And they exploit and take advantage of loopholes in the system and also the general public's misunderstanding of how the system works. Like for example, here in Arizona, the legislature, which is elected by the people says or does something that the liberals don't like. And the liberals say, this is undemocratic. The people don't want this. Well, then why did the people vote for those people in Congress? That's what democracy is. Isn't it? And besides, it's not even a democracy, as you know, Here's another story. This is all about the Trans Day of, of, of Vengeance. This is NBC News this morning. Twitter, get this, Twitter has restricted the account of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why? Because she posted about the Trans Day of Vengeance. Twitter temporarily suspended Marjorie Taylor Greene's congressional account yesterday after she posted a graphic that referred to a trans day of vengeance. According to a screenshot, Green from Georgia posted on her personal account, Twitter said it had temporarily limited some of her account's features with full functionality scheduled to be restored in seven days. The post in question, which Twitter has since removed, included a graphic that Green said was for an Antifa event in Washington, D.C. next month. Antifa is organizing a trans day of vengeance, Green wrote, in accompanying text. So I want you to think about that for a second. Seriously, think about that. She got suspended because she shared 
a post from the Trans Radical Activist Network, which is a real thing. I mean, real is, I guess, also relative, but real in the sense that that it's a real Twitter page and they post things like this, and they're calling for that Trans Day of Vengeance. Again, like I said, probably so a bunch of crazy right-wing people show up and they can make it look bad. Probably so that if any, if this is real and people do show up, they can make it look really peaceful and it's just solidarity, burning candles, everybody's hugging each other, there's rainbow flags, they're trying to stop the trans genocide. But the evil Republicans show up to thwart it with their AR-15s. And that's why, as the Daily Wire reported, accurately, because they're just quoting what these, these groups have, uh, have, have said and what these groups have done, uh, this is also, they're also calling for uh, firearm training. Uh, they're raising money for firearm training next week or the end of this week. I mean, what does that sound like? That does sound like very Antifa. Because, I mean, ultimately, Marjorie Taylor Greene's right. It's Antifa. Okay, if you haven't figured that out by now, it's, it's Antifa. It's not the trans person that lives down the street organizing this. It's not your friend who's trans. It's not your family members who's trans. It's the psychopathic person who sits in their basement, who gets paid to troll and sock puppet online, who's mentally ill and mentally retarded because of drugs and because of the brainwashing in media and in education. They think that they're a red guard. They think that they're a revolutionary. That's who's doing it. I guarantee you if there was an event life, this event does take place this week. I guarantee you if you went and took everybody's pants off, all right, and you gave a real good psych screening to everybody there, you'd find that maybe one out of a hundred were actually trans. Because just like with Black Lives Matter, it's almost exclusively statistically provable. It's almost statistically, uh, or, or, or almost exclusively statistically, that almost every single person in the Antifa BLM groups are white liberals, particularly professors, and largely from suburban neighborhoods. It's, it's almost always the case. So maybe white people are a problem. It's white liberal professors and white liberals that have nothing else to do and too much money who live in the suburbs that are the problem, that are being influenced and manipulated and brainwashed by social media. So maybe we should ban social media, right? Maybe we should ban some forms of social media. That is until you read about the TikTok ban and what the TikTok ban actually does. Did you know that Congress, uh, in a bipartisan fashion, supports a, an act called Restrict Act, which would ban China's TikTok app in the U.S. But of course, it does a lot more than that, because in reality, the bill actually expands the U.S. government's domestic surveillance powers and mirrors really what the Chinese Communist Party does. And in fact, the Restrict Act would basically give the executive branch unilateral authority to access any electronic form of communication if they suspect you of doing something wrong. Again, how do you define suspect somebody of doing something wrong if they disagree with you politically? How do you define a racist if they disagree with you politically? Super dangerous. Super authoritarian. Just keep in mind, Marjorie Taylor Greene, just all she did was tweet the graphic and then that was justification to lock her account. It doesn't need to be a real event. They just have to post it. And then if you post the same tweet and say, look, they're, st- they're going to stage or they're going to organize violence in Washington, 
you get banned because you're promoting violence by alerting other people to the violence. Whether it's real or whether it's not, where's Elon Musk on that one? Where's your hero on that one? Well, it's just the algorithm. It's just some person that works at Twitter. They post that stuff because they know it riles other people up because they know they can use it to justify shutting down anybody who is up, who's opposition to it. And they know that if a bunch of crazy right wing Trump people show up with American flags and eagles on their shoulders, they can say those people are committing genocide against the trans community and we have to stop them. When in all actuality, it's actually the cis community, heterosexual community that is experiencing genocide. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From para-history and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium option. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! You are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. Tonight's show, A Queer Eye for an Eye, makes the whole world blind or buy or makes the whole world die. I went with makes the whole world blind. The reason I chose that show title was because You know, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. It's the idea that some people are really happy that the shooter at the Covenant School was killed, not so much because they killed a bunch of children and they were killed before they could kill any more people, but because they were trans. And that's what trans people get. They get killed. It's kind of like the 
psycho that was going to kill those Supreme Court justices because for whatever reason, maybe he wanted to get laid or something. So he wanted to be you know, cool on the abortion discussion. And so he brought basically everything that um, everything that you would expect a psychopath to carry in their back of their car or a duffel bag. He brought all that stuff, guns, knives, duct tape. Pretty, I think he brought everything except what the, uh, the Riddler had in uh, the new Batman movie. He didn't bring a carpet installation tool to kill uh, a couple of Supreme Court justices. But that was okay, though, because the ends justify the means, right? And that kid is a psychopath. But just like the trans person who shot the school, shot these three kids and three adults at the school, uh, they're also mentally ill. And the left is right. There's a lot of brainwashing on the right. And the right is right. There's a lot of brainwashing on the left. A lot of brainwashing. A lot of manipulation. A lot of distortion of reality. I mean, virtually everything you read is a distortion of reality. I mean, I talked to you earlier about the new Idaho state abortion restriction. House Bill 242. All it does even according to the articles that are ripping it apart, is it prevents a minor from traveling across state lines to get an abortion without parental consent. That's all that it does. If you want to argue against that, fine, but that's, that's all that it does. Okay. Um, they call this abortion trafficking. An adult who, with the intent to conceal an abortion from the parents or guardian of a pregnant unemancipated minor either procures an abortion or obtains an abortion-inducing drug for the minor. Recruiting, harboring, or transporting the pregnant minor within the state commits the crime of abortion trafficking. Um, in other words, somebody who is not related, usually it's not related, it's some psychologist at the school, someone, basically a predator on the street, can take the child and say, we're going to take you to California where we can get you the abortion, some plastic surgery, and your parents don't need to know. I mean, within just my lifetime, we went from don't get into the white van because the guy has candy, don't help them look for their dog, the dog's not really lost, come inside when you see that white van coming down the street, let us know, you know, you know your mom tells you, let me know if you see that van around here again, don't go over to it, scream, run away. We've gone from that to we have to pass legislation so creepy mustache people with pot bellies can't snatch a kid in school and say, we're going to take you to California to get you an abortion and plastic surgery and drugs, and you can't tell your parents. And the state says, uh, we're not going to allow that to happen. That's called abortion trafficking, or it's just another name. It's just basically it's human smuggling, but they call it abortion trafficking and make it illegal for someone to recruit or to harbor or to transport a pregnant minor within uh, the state of Idaho to another state. How is that unreasonable? You're literally having to create a new crime because criminals have found a way to redefine their, their crime as something that is, is good. They want to help people get abortions or help people get drugs or whatever it is. So they can just basically kidnap kids and take them away. And the state says, well, actually, that's just kidnapping. That's human trafficking. That's abortion trafficking, drug trafficking, etc. They, they, they want to legalize these things and call it equality and call it human rights. 
What the hell is going on, man? The only thing I can think to call this, this is cultural Marxism. This is the collapse of civilization intentionally manufactured and organized to be such. And you better get off the bench. You better stop thinking this is negative. You better stop thinking that people that talk about it are angry. You know what? Sometimes we are. I am angry about some of these things. How can anybody in their right mind write an article and be like, the state wants to prevent us from kidnapping children and taking them to other states to get surgery and drugs? What a bunch of bigots and fascists. If if the, the pedophiles in the white vans would have known this in the 90s, you know, they would have just said, if you don't get in the white van, you're a fascist. And uh, it works. Look, kid got in the van. They didn't want to be a fascist. They didn't want their parents to be Nazis. So they got in the van and got butt raped. It's okay. They got killed because they don't want to be a fascist. I mean, is that is that how we want to is that what we want to pass on to our children? Is that what we want to to leave behind a world where someone says, you know, give me your money. And you say, I don't think so. And they say, what are you, a fascist or a Nazi? Oh, no, I'm not a Nazi. Take my wallet. It's the equivalent of that every single day. It's really just, it's hard to fathom. It's really hard to process. And that's kind of the point. It's not really supposed to make any sense. It's not. We'll go back to that Trans Day of Vengeance that's supposed to happen this week, right? It's in Washington, the Trans Radical Activist Network. And they say it's a myth that this trans day of vengeance isn't a real thing, which just like Kurt Vallingdeham said, all the, the racist KKK groups were a myth, just like Jerry Nadler, the penguin said that Antifa was a myth. No, they're real things. They're the military branch, the military arm, the red guards of the communist party operating inside of the democratic party. They're a real thing. I've seen them. I've interacted with them. I've been on their lists. I'm probably on their list. Trans Day of Vengeance. It's not a real thing. Okay, let's say it's not a real thing. What could you feasibly use that for on Twitter, that little poster that's been circulating in their little Twitter page? You could use it so when Marjorie Taylor Greene posts it and says Antifa is planning this, you censor her and, 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 and ban her or limit her account for seven days, which is just what happened. Marjorie Taylor Greene had her account suspended because she posted their own flyer and said this is what they're planning. That's that's what you're dealing with. That is, it's really simple, but it's sophisticated psychological warfare. And, and, and also, you you might wonder, like, how did these people that do travel to all these events, like the um, March for Our Lives or the anti-police group in Georgia or all the Summer of Hatred riots, where did these people come from? Because in Georgia, most of them at the anti-police group that that person was shot a couple of weeks ago, None, none of them were from Georgia. All the people up in New York and all the other states protesting and violently burning buildings and stuff, like none of them were even locals. They were just transported there. It's just a bunch of kids. The kids that are being trafficked from state to state to, orga- to, to be part of organized riots and protests. So the media has something to film. And here's another unbelievable story. New York Times In Montana, it's youth versus the state in a landmark climate case. 
16 young Montanans have sued their state, arguing that its support of fossil fuels violates the state constitution. Uh, who are these kids? I, I, I don't even know. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I could name more than five adults on my hand who could even tell me what the U.S. Constitution is, let alone what the state constitution is of any state, any place I've ever been. There's so many laws. You, can't, you don't even know what the traffic laws are in your city. But these young folks, these young kids, uh, a bunch of young people in Montana, they know what the state laws are. Yeah. And they're suing the state. I'm not saying young people can't be intelligent. Young people can't be brilliant. Young people can't be uh, you know, smart. Young people can't be informed. Of course they can. But just like 16 young kids get together like, we're going to sue. We're going to sue the state for violating the Constitution and using fossil fuels. Kids don't even have money to buy cigarettes or alcohol. They have to get a job to buy tickets to go to concerts. Where do these kids get the money to sue people? You know how expensive a lawyer is? You ever tried to go to an attorney? It's like $300 an hour, depending on what kind of law it is. I mean, if if, if I was, if, I just imagine this, like a bunch of kids just walk into a law office. Yeah, we'd like to sue the state, please. And the attorney's like, sounds great. We'll sue them. No, because the attorney is being paid by the same companies, the same groups, the same organizations like Stop Oil, just Stop Oil, that was vandalizing all the paintings and bailing the people out of jail. Stop Oil is literally funded by an oil tycoon's family member, like a, it's like his niece, is his niece or his daughter or something, literally out, out of freaking Beverly Hills, California. One of the most bougie, wealthy, excessive places that you could live probably on planet Earth but especially in the United States. And their headquarters is in freaking Beverly Hills, California, and it's run with money from the oil industry. Why do you think that is? You don't believe me. Look it up. Just stop oil. I got suspended on Twitter for posting their own stuff, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She just posts their, their stuff and gets suspended. What is happening here? So let, let's, let's look at this story. The Busey boys, that's, that's their name, the Busey boys, they're tired of, you know, they, they've hunted and fished and they dress deer and they've, they've uh, done other things, they've, uh, you know, in the wilderness. They, they're outdoor kids. And um, they've been realizing a rapidly warming planet, torrential rains that erode their hiking trails, wildfires that scar the land, smoke so thick it forced them indoors. Well, here's a couple of things. Number one, anytime it rains... And it rains a lot. Depending on how much, let's say, of a hiking trail, how new it is, how old it is, you know, the surrounding area, depending on where you are in the country, a hiking trail eroding is not climate change. That's a man-made thing. The, the, the conceit of people like this, my hiking trail got eroded, that's climate change. What what is wrong with these people? There's a fire. Yeah. And if you cared about the, the environment, you'd realize that wildfires are good for the environment. They're good for the trees and the plants. They burn away the dead and they fertilize the ground and they make way for the new. You ever notice that it's only in the hyper liberal environmentalist states where they have the worst wildfires? Smoke so thick it forced them indoors. 
This is a personal story. This, this is a fallacy. How is smoke so thick forcing people indoors proof of climate change? Oh, because the fires were started by climate change, right? Even though they're wildfires, most fires are actually started by man. They're man-made fires. Remember when they caught Antifa lighting fires in California and jailed those, those people? They fought, caught that one Antifa lady on the side of the road burning brush, trying to start a fire. It's, it's eroding my hiking. This is George Carlin. It's what George Carlin said. These are the people that they think the only thing wrong with the planet is there aren't enough bike paths. They're worried that one day they might be personally inconvenienced because they're hiking, they're hiking trails. I can't even do it, folks. You know, this is, these people are serious. This is the New York Times. Climate change is real because some of these hiking trails, they just aren't what they used to be. I, I just went so I just went to White Sands uh, out near Alamogordo, the military base. White Sands, the national park. Okay, every time you drive, I've driven, I've been there like four times. Every time you drive in there, maybe five times. Every time you drive in there, it's a little bit different because the sand shifts and the road is built through the sand dunes. So they have to go out there. I don't know how. I'm assuming they use plows on like a truck or something, and they have to plow the sand to make the to make the, the road you know clear enough and visible enough so you can drive out there both ways, going in and coming out. It, I mean, that would be like the next time I go back to White Sands, some of the sand blew in the road, so that must be climate change. I can't see the road. The sand got blown. You built a road through a sand dune. Of course there's going to be sand there. That's the equivalent of what these kids are saying. Right, maybe I'm getting off point, off topic, but this is what the, the, these kids are attuned, the New York Times says, to rapidly warming planet because their hiking trails are being eroded. <laughs> you live in Montana. Nobody lives in Montana, okay? These 16 kids are probably 16 of the only kids that live in the state, but they're suing the state because they, they're they legal scholars and they know what the state constitution says. No, they're pawns like Greta Thunberg who are used and who are abused, who are puppets, who are just faces of a political movement. The New York Times paints the picture watching their cherished wilderness succumb to the effects of climate change enraged the Busey boys. And three years ago, they decided to do something about it. Along with 14 other local youth, they joined with an environmental league organization and sued the state. Oh, so they're not suing the state as the New York Times leads you to think with the headline and the introduction to the article. It's actually an environmental legal organization which has the backing of the same people that are funding, I guarantee you, the same people that are funding Just Stop Oil, the same people that are funding, well, Just Stop Oil, damaging the paintings that are uh, that are timeless, destroying the milk and the eggs and the cheese, rather than just taking it and giving it to people who are hungry. Uh, you know, taking beautiful things and defacing them. These are the same people financing the riots and the anti-police movements. And they, they put on this mask of, I'm trans. So every time someone disagrees with them or every time they attack police and get shot in response, it's not just a fascist police officer doing something fascist to innocent people. It's fascist police officers attacking trans people. And that's, that's there's trans genocide. In their complaint filed in 2020, the young activists seized on the language in the Montana state constitution that guarantees residents the right to a clean and healthful environment. I guarantee you, if you do a, a, a test of the air in Montana, it's probably some of the cleanest air in the country because there ain't nothing in the state of Montana. 
go to Los Angeles, the hub of environmentalism and faux environmental concern. Some of the worst pollution in the world, not just the country. Go to New York City, same thing. Go to, go to all the, the hubs of environmentalism and go to San Francisco. Come to Tucson. Some of the worst air quality, some of the worst trash and feces and drug problems in probably the world. I mean, hell, parts of San Francisco look like India. It's like, do they, do they even have running water here? Are there even toilets for people to, to go to the bathroom at? It's so dehumanizing. We should be helping people get off the streets, helping people get off drugs. We shouldn't be excited when a trans shooter is killed. We should be happy that they're dead so they don't kill more people. Not because they're trans. You think that you're just as bad as the crazy left-wing nutjob psychos that want to kill a former president because they don't, they don't even know what planet they're on. These all these young activists, young activists, young activists. I mean, this is just this is this is all the think tanks and the government organizations that, are, that they want to use. They want to use the youth. That's what the Red Guards were. An environmental legal organization is suing the state of Montana, using kids as pawns and shields, so that when the state fires back with their argument, they can say, "Oh, don't don't touch the kids. We have kids here. Look," and they just kind of position them. I've got cups here on my desk. It's kind of positioned like put a kid over there. It's like a game of chess. Put a kid over there and a kid over there. We've got to protect the king and the queen. They represent big corporate interests and big banking interests. So we're going to put the kids here in front. So when they, they come back with a legal argument, oh, don't, don't attack the kids. You know, you know, it's like they're, the, the Joker is a really great example. Have you ever seen the second Batman movie, the Nolan movie with Heath Ledger as the Joker? You know, the Joker, he's like, a, he's like a coward, right? Doesn't really fight that much physically. So he gets behind his own people, throws his own people into, into the fight. That's who these people are. Environmental legal organization. They grab a bunch of kids and hold them real tight at gunpoint. And then when the state says, whatever their legal argument is, don't you disagree with us? Well, these kids are going to die if you disagree with us. They're, 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 their biking and hiking paths are being eroded. It's the same thing with the shootings. Obama did the same thing. Obama would come out and say, look, if we don't pass gun legislation, uh, more kids are going to die. It's a threat, ladies and gentlemen. They're threatening you. They will kill more kids if you don't do what they tell you to do. And the Republicans do the exact same kind of thing. Now, granted, maybe these kids, they know, they know, they, maybe they've read and studied and they have degrees in the state constitution of Montana. Listen, I've never actually met, I've never met another human being in my life who's ever read a state constitution. Never. Ever. I've read the Arizona state constitution and I've read the New York state constitution and I've read part of the Florida state constitution because I, you know, if I ever move back there. I read the New York one when I lived there because I was trying to find they violated so many parts of it with the COVID lockdowns. So where are the attorneys that are going to sue because of that? Nowhere to be found because it's not lucrative. But the environmental suits, those are really lucrative, especially when you get money from the oil companies, because that's where they're getting the money from for just stop oil. They're getting it from the oil companies. Do you know who was who was the most upset? The most upset. You can read CNN. CNN. Uh, uh, posted this article. Um, <laughs> this was like five, five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago. People that were most upset 
about Donald Trump pulling the U.S. out of the Paris Agreement? It's a secret, so I'll whisper it. We're the big oil companies. Did you know that? The big oil companies were the most upset because they wanted the Paris Agreement to run cover for the activities that they're involved in. Because if you pull them out of the Paris Agreement, they have no cover to continue to do the terrible things they do. Uh, Psychologists call this moral licensing. This happens all the time when people diet. I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow, right? But tonight I'm going to eat a whole pizza and a whole box of wings. And I'm going to eat all the breadsticks and then some cheese sticks and then a lava cake and then two two liters of Coke. Because I'm going to diet tomorrow so I can do that tonight. Or usually it's defined as someone who is, you know, maybe you go on a diet and then you have a salad one day and you're like, I had a salad. It didn't matter if it had a gallon of ranch dressing on it. I have a moral license now. I, I was good. I had a salad. So now I can, I can eat that whole cake. That's what the oil companies are concerned with. See, this is why the whole left-wing progressive movement ultimately supports the companies and the organizations and the banks that they supposedly hate or at least have hated. They, they, they don't like big banks, don't like big corporations. Now they support them because those companies and those banks have wrapped themselves in all of these Black Lives Matter, gay rights, gay pride, LGBTQ, trans activism. They've wrapped themselves in all these flags. And they hold these young people, these activists, they put them out in front as pawns to protect the king themselves, the queen themselves. So the crazy people on the other side of the spectrum, instead of pointing that out, they attack the kids. Listen, Greta Thunberg, the Thunberg and these Busey boys and all the other young people, they're just puppets. They're being used and abused and brainwashed and mental. They're being literally, in some cases, mentally retarded, chemically and physically retarded and castrated. There's a war on innocence. There's a war on good. There's a war on everything organic and, and, and full of life. There's a, there's a war on light. You really think the biggest companies and banks in the world, they, they care that they really care? No, they've just found another way to manipulate you. And they're using young people to do it. Here's another example. This is from Roots, which is a hyper-political left-wing supposedly pro-black website. I'm sure it's probably written by some psychopathic white person who lives in the suburbs because that's usually the case. Uh, But it says this in the article, The Root, not Roots, The Root. Should black people worry as Joe Biden's approval rating dramatically dips? And goes on to say why black people should worry. So if you're if you're black or if you're actually African-American, um, you should worry because this is a quote. Uh, Biden has hinted at running for a second term in 2024 and has made noticeable efforts to increase diversity in the White House. Aside from Vice President Kamala Harris, he has approved or appointed several black officials to head federal agencies, including Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marcia Fudge. I guarantee you not a single person listening to this show right now knows who Marcia Fudge is. I guarantee you if you go ask every single black, white, gay, straight, green, purple, red, etc. person in your city who Marisa Fudge is, you won't find a single person who can tell you. But diversity. Under his administration, Catherine Jean-Pierre became the country's first black and openly LGBTQ or LGBT person to serve as White House press secretary. In addition, Kantanji Brown-Jackson became the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. 
The Biden administration has also worked to provide student loan relief to borrowers and decriminalize marijuana, two issues that disproportionately affect black people. Actually, the lockdowns affected black people pretty bad because uh, black children on average lost about a year of learning, so they're less literate, less educated, less intelligent because of those policies and those decisions, which were also part of the, the, uh, the, the Trump administration. If this is all we care about, if you can smoke weed, and if you can take out massive loans and never pay them back, and if the people that run the government, who you, you don't even know who they are, I bet you can't, even, you can't even find a person who knows what the Housing and Urban Development Secretary does, let alone who it is, Marcia Fudge. That's why black people should be concerned. They shouldn't be concerned that the number one leading cause of death for black people is abortion. Rounding out the top five includes gang violence, black-on-black crime, and it also includes heart disease, diabetes, cancer, etc., which disproportionately affects black people. Black people shouldn't be worried about the fake pseudo-culture that they've been given. They should just be worried about whether their housing and urban development secretary is part of some perceived minority group. That's why they should be concerned. Shouldn't be concerned about the price of gas or ongoing wars and conflicts and inflation. And shouldn't be concerned about crime and gang violence and, you know, whatever your beliefs and traditions and values are. You should just be concerned because somebody who you don't know in a government office that you've never heard of before is black, and if another person is elected president, they might not hire another black person for that post. Has your life gotten any better, though? No. But that's all that matters. Uh, in, in fact, even the X-Files, you know the X-Files, right? The X-Files, Vox Mulder and Dana Scully, uh, the X-Files is getting a reboot. And uh, the reboot, I read this, a friend of mine sent this article to me from Slash Film, And it's very strange, very, very strange article because it says, even though the, I guess there, I mean, there were, I don't know why it matters so much, but the point is, it says this, the original series, that's the X-Files ran for nine seasons on Fox, 1993 to 2002, uh, new leads appearing in the last two seasons. Its story also spawned two movies and two continuing or continuation seasons with the latest installment ending in 2018. And it says, as much as we could watch Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny squabble about aliens all day, a diverse new cast sounds like a thrilling and appropriate update for the series that, in its 90s heyday, sometimes struggled to represent the cultures of people of color without relying on racist stereotypes. Well, as someone who is interested in the paranormal myself, I'd say that there were a lot of paranormal stereotypes in that show, too. Am I upset about that? No. Because the show was humorous and there was good chemistry and good acting. Pretty sure one of the deep throats was black. But as long as the X-Files has a black cast now, a gay cast, all those aliens, they'll just come and say, look, we were hiding from the straight people. We were scared of them. Now that you're gay, we're here and we're queer. And that will be the new season of the X-Files. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the Archive Aftermath media where you subscribe to Clyde Lewis you get the secret teachings with ground zero and uh basically uh you know we're going to be splitting uh the the amount of money that comes in for that so I'm going to be able to get paid for that that's what keeps the show on air the free archive is also uh probably the main way that we make our income to keep the show on air so if you listen to the free archive you stream it send it to friends and share it any of the shows 
download it 10 times, download it, listen to it 10 times, whatever, put it on in the background. We get paid with those advertisements. So I'd really, really appreciate that. You can also grab a copy of one of my books on the website, uh, Liberty Shrugged, my new book. I think you'll really enjoy that. At the moment, I actually have a, a couple physical copies of Liberty Shrugged, Occult Arcana, and the Technological Elixir here in my studio. So I could autograph those physically and send them over to you. But I only have a few copies. And I sincerely, only, I think I've got like four copies of each. So I only have a couple. If you want to get a copy of that, email me. Let me know. PayPal us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Uh, or Cash App, money sign R-D-G-A-B-L-E. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And as always, we will talk to you on the next broadcast. A queer eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Blind.